is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. It felt like a weird one today because our boss sat in yeah. on the show. Mm. So he sat out there with producer Alicia, and I don't know about you, but I felt a little bit like the principal was sitting in the classroom. Mate, he I could see him through the glass doors. You could at least turn your back yeah. to him. I had to look I had to have the disappointing look of a father that entire three hours of the show. I will say he is used to me turning my back <laughs> on him. <laughs> It was a pretty good one, though. I think. Well, I think we came across all right. Hope so. I mean, he's not there now, so he's either gone to just yeah. spread the word of how incredible it was, or we've got a meeting. I just heard <laughs> vomiting from the toilet, so and I think we might have made him sick. No, there's some good stuff in there. Um, WTF Wednesday makes its return on the pod today. We speak to the bloke who was swallowed alive by a whale. Yeah, in and out very quickly, <sighs> but lived to tell the tale, and we get to hear. It. Plus, when did you put your body on the line, a la Bronte's mate who had a wicked ear infection, but still jumped on an aeroplane, oh, a pressurised aeroplane, to go to a rock concert? Literally two of the worst things that you could do, but other people had done just as bad. Mm. And worse, I and would say. Worse. Um, Get that. It's all coming up. The Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Thank you for hitting download. Wednesday. We got the bloke who was swallowed by a whale mm-hmm. later on. Excited. That's your main meal, but it's yep. a little WTF Wednesday entree for you. N- a nice appetizer. I've, we're not going to talk to this guy because he's dead ass. Oh, okay, that would he's be that dead. would be WTF. That'd be really. <laughs> Leash, get a dead Leash, person. If you could sort out a dead person, <laughs> that'd be ace. Uh, this guy died, and it's no surprise because he had a fondness for eating metal objects, um, including an entire plane. This guy had a whole plane. That's quite a meal. So his name's Michael Latito. He was born in France in 1950. Mm -hmm. Um, His fondness for eating sharp metal and glass objects came about when he was drinking from a shattered glass. What? And he began to chew the fragments and enjoy it. Oh, okay. So it's an actual condition which yeah. causes people to crave substances that aren't food. Mm-hmm. I've seen it with people eat like tissue or cardboard. Yeah. Yeah, but well, not this metal. This guy had it with metal and glass. Ah. He'd eat a kilo a day. Oh my god! You know what they say? <laughs> <laughs> kilo a day. I don't know uh, the end of it, but just don't. Hey. <laughs> um, over the course of his career, because he turned it into a bit of a gig, mm-hmm. he ate, and it's an impressive list. 18 bicycles, 7 TV sets, 2 beds, 15 supermarket trolleys, oh a computer, God. a coffin, handles and all, oh. a pair of skis and 6 chandeliers because he was fancy. <laughs> and a plane? And a plane. So that was the creme de la creme. Uh-huh. That was the biggest thing he ever did in his career. Okay. He ate an entire aeroplane. He started in 1978. He finished by 1980, so it took him two years. Wow. He ate it piece by piece, an entire aeroplane. Everything you see in an aeroplane, he ate it. What do you think his bowel movements are like? I don't know. I'm just hoping he didn't have to go through the metal detector <laughs> in the airport on the way to the plane. <laughs> I fear the the man cred is about to take a bit of a pummeling. Yours? Yeah. Okay, well, I've no, got some news no, for yours. you. <laughs> mine is I'd, family in place. Yeah, mine was never really up there. 
But hey, who, who cares about that toxic crap anyway? No, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you a story, and yeah, okay, yeah, the the main credit's going to take a hit, but just That's go. Fine, with don't me worry about it for a second. Sure. Um, we're one of the, and this is a whole other kettle of fish, but we're one of those families that believes that a swim can constitute a shower, All right. but probably not multiple days in a row. Okay, I believe it. Yeah, I'll agree with you. One mm. one swim equals one shower for one day. And we, like, I'm very, very proud of, like, the chemical levels in our pool. Like, it's not overly chlorine It's just, it's chlorine enough. Like, it's just good pool water. God, I love pool chat. You and Chucky talking pools pool in the Chad. office. Oh. I reckon there's a podcast in it. <laughs> um, but we will get to a few nights of, like, back-to-back swims, and I say to the kids and my wife's the same, you need to soak. Right. You need to have an actual, like, shower yep. at the least, bath at the most. Soap needs to be involved. So, yes, soap needs to be involved. Sure. Probably shampoo as well. <laughs> um, and this is where we were at last night. I ran a bath for the kids, and I've been a little bit crook. Uh, not yeah. COVID, just done the tests and stuff, just got a little bit of a cough. Post-COVID, yeah. It's post-COVID cough, a mm. little bit of a head cold thrown in. It's been a bit of fun. And I know that I always feel good when I'm sick in a hot bath. Yes. So I ran the bath for the kids and I was like, you know what? Bye the kids. I'm going to shut the door and Big Daddy O's going to jump in this bad boy. Wait. Now. You took over their bath? Yeah, well, they were fine anyway. They were on their devices. Like I was I was upsetting them having to jump in the bath. So I, I just jumped in and we've lived in our house for 18 months now mm-hmm. and I've never been in the bath. Oh, my God. My hands have been in there to bath the kids many yeah. times, but I've never actually been in there <gasps> myself. Wow. And, Bronte, I realised what I was missing out on. I stepped off those cold tiles uh-huh. into a warm heaven. It was absolutely beautiful. The stresses of the day mm-hmm. just dissolved away in that beautiful, bubbly water. Yeah. And it got me thinking, 131060, I'd love to commence a search this morning mm. for... Blokes who, blokes who bath. We want to talk to blokes who bath. Right? Yeah. Are you, you with me on this? So, okay, I'm a big bath believer. I think it, I, but I also went years without having any baths. And then once you dip your toe in... Pun not intended. I feel like you're just on the bath bandwagon. I'm for, on the bath bandwagon for years. Bandwagon, baby. But a lot of alliteration here. You might be one of the Blokes first. Blokes who bath, bath bandwagon. Yeah, you might be one of the first guys I know that loves a bath. Can't be. Thirteen ten sixty. Are you a bloke? Like I'd like to hear from any bloke. Of course. But if there's particularly blokey blokes, like tradies who bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirteen ten sixty. Um, ladies, yeah. feel free to dob in your fellas who bath. Yes. As well too. If you're if you're you know, your partner, your brother, whoever, mm. if you know a bloke who baths. Mm. Thirteen ten sixty. There's a great friends episode about this where Chandler isn't keen on a bath and then Monica runs in one, puts in the bath bomb, the mm. lovely oils, and he becomes a bather. Chandler's another one like me. Like, man points weren't up there to start with. But 13, 10, 60, give us a call. Blokes who, blokes who bath. We want to talk to blokes who bath. Let's, let's make it the norm, fellas. Yes. Normalise bathing for bathing boys. for blokes. Blokes. Are you a boy who baths? Blokes who bath? Uh, Todd's here on 13, 10, 60. Todd, are you a bloke who baths? Oh, hell yeah, mate. I bought my house. For the bath. You oh, bought your house. You know what? That is commitment. I was very sad. I was looking for a unit with a bath when I moved recently, and 
I just clearly have to buy a house with the bath. Maybe Toddy, uh, maybe Bronte can come around. <laughs> Use the bath. Well, she'd have to share it with the four kids, but, you know, they'll definitely throw out. Yeah, she doesn't mind. Have you always been a big bather or is this a recent recent phenomenon? No, no, I, like, I don't have a bath all the time, but when I was looking at the house, I loved it. And I thought when I walked into the bathroom, I said, I'll hang about, this is the go. Because every now and then, like you said, you fill it up with hot water, dip it, and just go, oh, thanks for coming. That's great. Lovely. Yeah. You sound like a pretty blokey bloke too, Todd. What do you do for work? Yeah, I'm a manager out west. So, um, yeah, doing shift work. So right. come back Beautiful. home. Had a hectic day. Soak. You know. Are you uh, – do you use like thing like things to enhance the bath? You're not just laying there in hot water, are you? Oh no, my daughter loves them bath bombs. She actually oh. makes them. Oh, cool! They're only little, but she got into it at that at that uh, at kindy and makes them. And my mum's always bought them for us for Christmas. So, so you throw a bath bomb them. in? Oh hell yeah! Give that a crack. No. <laughs> this is so good, Todd. <laughs> I'm relaxed just talking to you, Todd. I know. I feel like I'm in a warm bath right now. <laughs> um, Todd, you are a bloke who baths. Thank you for owning up to it. That we're not. Look, I'm not going to lie. Steal the phones. Not going gangbusters, Todd. So you step it up. It means a lot, brother. More blokes in bath, mate. <laughs> Alpha Bucks is back on Thursday morning. We'll play after 8 a.m. It's worth $1,000 cash, Bronte. To get you uh, that $1,000 well, get, to get you a step closer, you need a clue, obviously, and caramel. Caramel? Mm. Caramel? Caramel. Caramel. Caramel? That's just how caramel. Americans say it. Yeah, we just say caramel. Do you want some caramel? My mum does that thing where in the slow cooker overnight she will put condensed milk and you do that. You're looking at me blankly. So what happens is you put condensed milk in the slow cooker overnight, you open the can and it becomes caramel <sighs> and then you will make the best caramel tart of your life. <laughs> With that, My I'm speaking your language, aren't I? God, yep. yes. For you more are. recipe tips, follow <laughs> Leslie Clifton, my mum, on the socials. <laughs> and for your chance at winning Alpha Bucks, yes. be listening to Hit and on the Listener app tomorrow morning after eight AM. Thirty and flirty and Bronte's thirty before thirty. Only uh, 48 hours to go to complete this 30 before 30 bucket list item list I have. My birthday's on Friday. Yesterday was all about challenging my brain, my 29-year-old brain, and uh, it included doing a few courses that I have always wanted to do. So first off, I went to Australia-wide first aid and completed my CPR course. Okay, was, was very did cool. they mention what I said about the BGs thing? Okay. The one thing I've heard about CPR is yes, give the compressions, what, compressions yeah. to the tune of staying alive, staying alive. It's a good suggestion. It wasn't the one that Phil, my instructor, gave me. It was actually Baby Shark. <laughs> he said, do it to Baby Shark, and it's 30. Yeah. <laughs> my song's better, Phil. And I was really surprised. Um, it was a two-hour course, and you obviously learn about why you're doing this, but it's not just as easy as, like, doing compressions on somebody for as long as you need to. There is so much you need to assess before beginning that process, and it's really worth it. If you've got children or you're thinking about becoming a parent, I cannot recommend mm. Australia-wide first aid more. And also, through them, ticked off another thing on the list, which was read a book in a day. Because Oh, really? Yeah. 
Well, you read you, the book. I had to read the first aid manual ebook. A cheeky 103 pages. So I'll accept that. Thank I don't know if that counts. It's an, It says book in the title, okay? We've got to Look, and I feel like we still have so many to do <laughs> and so little time. Yeah. So I don't feel like we are in a position where we can be exactly. rejecting Picky. attempts. Uh, but something that was one of the most rewarding things I have done as part of this process was going to Deaf Connect last night. And this was for an introduction to Auslan course. This actually came as a suggestion, I'm pretty sure, from yeah, somebody when we asked for calls mm. on 131060. And it was eye-opening, it was confronting, it was um, really just having to completely release yourself of any inhibitions because Rebecca, the instructor, is profoundly deaf and wow. everything was done through sign. There was an interpreter there um, and... I learned so much about the deaf community and the struggles that they have and how we can help as the hearing community. And it was just so rewarding. Um, I really cannot thank them enough for letting me come. It's it's a, a, a term, so I only went yeah. to the intro course. So there's a few people that I met um, that are doing it for the entire term. And from next week, no interpreter. So Rebecca is just going to be signing to them the whole time. Wow. And uh, you learn Auslan. And it was just, yeah, incredible. Incredible. What an awesome experience, yeah, mate. Yeah. And now you know more than just that one. The one uh, That one hand very signal. rude hand signal you often give me across the desk. Yeah, surprisingly that wasn't on the list nah, for learning last mate. night. Yeah. Um, very quickly, we've Yo. actually, because, you know, it is getting to dire straits here. We've still got, like, I don't know, maybe 10-ish to go <laughs> in cheeky. 48 hours. Yeah, it's fine. So just want to put this to you now. Uh. An idea has been concocted overnight while you were at your um, Auslan course to today do five challenges Uh in five minutes. So the idea is we want to, like a triathlon, I guess, but that's only got three events. We want to, like, have event number one, two, three, four, five. Sure. And just in, literally in five minutes, yeah. we want you to bang out, like, skipping. You've never skipped with a skipping row. No. You know, we want you to get one full rotation. You'll have okay. 60 seconds. Okay. Next 60 seconds, throw a drink in someone's face. Oh, I'm in, that's, I'm in. That's a quick one. I'm in. <laughs> um, next 60 seconds, drive my car, which oh, is a manual car. This is great. Next 60 seconds, eat wasabi is on the list. Oh, my God. So we got... Okay. We got we want to do five literally back-to-back okay. in five minutes. Sure. You accept? I, I, uh, I was originally going to give you that one hand signal I knew before the Auslan course, but now I'm on board. Yeah, give, give, give it to me now. <laughs> Can you beat Bronte? need to ask you some questions. Right, if anyone deserves the hundo on the line today, 100 bucks cash. It's me. It's Samuel, oh. who describes himself as a broke uni student. What's on the menu tonight for dinner, Samuel? <laughs> Two-minute noodles again? Or? Well, depends if I win this. Might be able to have a steak for once. Oh! oh! Don't deny any steak, Bronte! How do you like your steak cooked, Samuel? Uh, medium rare. Oh. All right. Now I'm definitely coming for you. How do you have your steak? Rare. Okay. Oh, if you were going to say well done. No. Like, what a waste of a good steak. Goodness gracious. Uh, okay, Samuel, you hang there, Bronte, right. into the soundproof booth. In she goes. She won't be able to hear you play, Samuel. Gonna put 30 seconds on the clock. It's five questions, mate. You good to go? Good to go. Samuel, time starts now. 
Which planet is nicknamed the Red Planet? Uh, Mars. In the story by Dr. Zeus, who stole Christmas? Uh, the Grinch. In which country was singer Rihanna born? Rihanna. Yep. Uh, America. What is the everyday name for sodium chloride? Um, salt. What code is made up of dots and dashes? Morse code. Okay, that's five. With about three seconds to spare as well, Samuel, so good run. Okay. You got good about the time. Yeah, mate. Take a breath. You got there? Yeah. Uh, Bronte's don't say anything. She's walking Mello. back in. Uh, our yeah. boss, Smithy, is sitting in on the show. I don't know if it's, it's a little bit like thing. the school principal sitting yeah. in the classroom, isn't it? He was very surprised that I actually go into a soundproof booth. We're not lying. No, there's a real Why would we lie? This, I take this game seriously. Um, it's not rigged, guys. No. I, I wouldn't let that pass. No. There's a soundproof booth. Bronte's out of it. Um, can we crack on? Because I want to put Samuel out of his misery. Okay, here, sure. Yeah, he really I'm ready. Wants, wants that steak dinner. Don't we all? 30 seconds on the clock, Langers. Which planet is nicknamed the Red Planet? Mars. In the story by Dr. Zeus, who stole Christmas? The Grinch. In which country was singer Rihanna born? Barbados. What is the everyday name for sodium chloride? Salt. What code is made up of dots and dashes? Morse code. Who needs 30 seconds? Holy! Ring-a-ding-a-ding. Um, weak answers from both of you today, but producer Alicia, who took it out? Um, so both of you got the first one correct. Mars is the red planet. Both of you got the Grinch who stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Rihanna was born in Barbados, which Bronte got oh. right. Samuel guessed America. Oh, Rihanna, oh. you dummy dirty. Oh, no. <laughs> both of you got salt is sodium chloride, and both of you got... <gasps> oh. oh, no, can't give it to you, mate. Oh. Samuel, if you're a big fan of Rihanna, you know she's from Barbados. Why would I know where Rihanna is born? Because we all know where Rihanna is born. I've, I know, only because I've heard her referred to, Samuel, as the Barbation beauty. Yeah. The workplace is blowing up. <laughs> oh, we've got a protest here, have we? <laughs> it's the truth. We can't deny her birthplace. I, I, unfortunately, I don't oh. think there's any basis for protest, Samuel. You were wrong. Bronte was right. Sorry, um, Samuel. No steak. No steak, brother. Call us back He's another gone. time. He's dirty. He's dirty. He's filthy, mate. Oh, no. Let's play a Rihanna song now. Really, back just rub the, it back in. Back to the, uh, <laughs> the two-minute noodles for Samuel. There are a lot of people who travelled down to Brisbane over the weekend because there was quite a concert that was held at Suncorp Stadium. Two massive acts, starting with Post Malone and then Red Hot Chili Peppers took to the stage, which is... Not two artists you would nah. often think would do a concert together. Our boss, Smithy, went down and he said yeah. that the crowd was pretty varied in terms of who was there. And I feel that's like a bit like, I don't know, tequila and salt, though. Like, I don't know, sounds gross. Kind yeah, of works kinda as a combination. Works. That's exactly what he said. And one of those people that travelled to the concert was my friend and he went against all medical advice. He was told, do not go to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Post Malone concert because all last week he was complaining about an earache. He had, um, we had like a pool day on Thursday. He couldn't go in the pool. He had a really, really bad earache. And the doctor said, if you travel on a plane and then go to a rock concert, 
you could burst your eardrum because this infection is so bad. Well, there's a double whammy there because yeah. not only is there the loud music of the rock concert, yes. but there's the whole pressurisation of the plane, <laughs> which can cause havoc on your ears anyway. Exactly. There and back. Two plane trips. He had to be back for work basically by Monday afternoon. Flew down on Sunday. So that's two back-to-back plane trips. In between that, a rock concert. All because he was so excited to see these artists. And uh, I think he's okay. I actually haven't. I mean, look, he's a moron, but he's a bloody hero. (laughs) And he's like, unless I'm dead. I will be there. Exactly. I am seeing Post Malone. I am seeing the Chili Peppers. It got us thinking on 131060, when did you put your body on the line? Like, oh, like to risk it for the biscuit. Yes. When were you told you can't do something, you could hurt yourself or you don't have enough time to do it, Yeah. but you did it anyway? See, I think usually that whole like being told you can't achieve something and then achieving it, usually a wonderful thing. That's true. I would say if it's a like a medical doctor <laughs> issuing that you can't do this, uh. like that's the only time when I think mind over matter, yeah, you know, probably shouldn't come into play. Maybe weddings. I'm sure there have been some brides and things that have been told, hey, just push through. You you, you shouldn't be going through with this, and they they just push through. Yeah. I don't know if this qualifies, but my wife and I had wicked. Oh tickets, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was I was dead with the flu. Oh. Like I had <laughs> influenza as bad as you get it. Mm-hmm. This was all pre-COVID time. Yes, right. Do you know what I mean? So back then, like masks and stuff, like you it could wasn't, just yeah, just power went, through. We went through sick. No. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I sat through Wicked, mm. shivering, oh, sweating. Yeah. Like I had the hot, cold sweats, the aches and all that mm. just to get through. I defied gravity. I do it every day. I do it every day when I wear these shoes. I bought... Puma, um, Puma, not runners, what's the, sneakers, Mm. a size too small. But because they were the (laughs) only ones in the shop, I wear them and my toes get crunched every single day. But I put my body on the line for it because I wanted these sneakers so bad. Not all heroes wear capes. (laughs) Bronte Langbrook. Uh, Courtney, was it you who put your body on the line? No, it was my sister. What happened? So we went on a cruise. It was my 16th and my mum's 40th birthday present was to go to Sydney and go on a cruise. Lovely. And she was in Brisbane. We're in Townsville. And so she was going to meet us in Sydney. Had a really bad ear infection like your mate. Um, Got told, like, no way, don't travel. Um, She still went. Her eardrum ruptured on the plane flight to Sydney and was absolute in agony, ruined the whole three days we were in Sydney, had to then fly back to Brizzy because she wasn't allowed to get on the cruise ship. And, yeah, so did risk it. Um, didn't get the biscuit at the end of it. No. But, <laughs> but I feel like like we can sit back and judge, but going on a cruise is a pretty big bicky. Oh, like, of I course. feel like we'd all risk it for that biscuit. I would. I'd do it again. Uh, Kira's here right now. When did you put your body on the line? Um, I was four weeks post a spinal surgery and I went to my bridesmaid, my best friend's wedding as a bridesmaid, was told not to travel. I travelled two hours. <gasps> And I was told not to wear heels, and I wore heels. Kira. <laughs> did, or, like, was it all's well that ends well, or did it end tragically, Kira? 
no, it ended fine. Oh, good. Oh, good. Pain, but fine. You were in pain. Oh, God. Wearing heels anytime's painful, but All right. post-spinal surgery. Well, from our calls, we've got one win, one loss. Let's see what Phil's got. <laughs> 13, 10, 60. When did you put your body on the line, Phil? Um, when I was playing hockey, we were at the final, and I was the goalkeeper. And guy came in to, uh, to try and score. I slid out. He missed the ball, hit my face instead. Oh. Smashed oh. my nose to pieces. Oh. So I, um, I refused to go off. So I, um, I got the guys to get some electrical tape out of my bag. I put it back into place while I, I couldn't feel it. Oh, my God. And um, blocked it up and then wrapped electrical tape around it. Your nose, your it- shattered nose. Yes. Phil just right, essentially right, taped his right nose back the on. Of the head and then finished the game. Did you um, win? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Oh, wins a win. Wins a win. <laughs> That's two wins and one loss. 13, 10, 60. D's here. D, when did you put your body on the line? Hey, guys. It was my dad, actually, that put his body on the line. So it was 2015, and my husband and I were getting married at South Bank in Brisbane. Beautiful. And we were all very preoccupied with the wedding um, in the lead-up that we kind of didn't notice as a family, um, my dad's health deteriorating, nor did my dad want to give any clues that he wasn't um, in the best health. So two days before my wedding, we got a call from my dad from ED saying that he has been admitted for pneumonia. Um, and we were like really mad at him because he didn't share that with us until two days before the wedding. We scrambled and came up with a contingency plan that my brother would walk me down the aisle and my brother would do speeches. Mm-hmm. But then on the day of the wedding, a few hours before, my dad discharged himself against medical advice. Um walked me down the aisle and stayed for the whole wedding and reception and then checked himself back into hospital at midnight. (laughs) What's Dad's name? Mark. Mark. You win, Mark. You are amazing. Crazy. But A little insane, but amazing. That was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. 